Hola, hola, it's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach and I'm a bold stand for confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. How are you? I'm pumped that you're here. I love you. I love your face. I love your ears. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Y'all be sending me the most amazing feedback. It's out of control. I can't even, I can't even, makes me cry on the daily, the Instagram messages and tags that I get about how this podcast is changing your life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are, I am writing my book, which is possibly going to be called Confidence Feels Like Shit which is an episode I did here in the Confidence Chronicles podcast. If you haven't listened to that, please go listen to it. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to call it that. I'm not actually sure because when I talk about confidence and you owning your throne and owning who you are and not giving a fuck what people think about you, you know, it really, it's not easy to do that. It's not easy to be confident. It's not easy to stand in your voice. It's not easy to believe in yourself. It is not. And it is not how a lot of us have been conditioned, uh, you know, our upbringing, our childhood, all the things. So I feel like being confident feels like absolute shit. It really, to me, it really does. Every single time I'm going to do the next level thing or, or, or I'm hitting another echelon of myself, it's scary and it sucks. And I got skid marks in my undies and I'm peeing myself and I'm like, oh my God, I want to be sick. I'm going to throw up. It doesn't feel good. So that is the playful title that we're looking at right now. We're not too sure yet. We're still messing around with it. But I had a journey. I was trying to write this book. I've been trying to write this book. And when I say I've been trying to, I've been doing my head in about it, thinking about it. I started some post-it notes. I Googled something about it. I was like, how come I can't do this? And no matter what I was doing, I was getting myself ready to do it. And I was doing a few steps and a few things, but it wasn't getting written, was it? (laughs) Like this book was not coming out. And I kept wondering, like, what the hell is going on? Why can't I write this book? What is this about me? Um, Just making it mean all kinds of bad things about myself. And I... I'm a student of many things and I love learning and I think it's one of the best things we could do. And I have been working um, with uh, Dean Grazi and, you know, I love Tony Robbins and just different mentors and different programs and learning different things. And I remember hearing Dean say that you shouldn't focus on your weaknesses. And he was telling a story about when he was in school, how his teachers made him work on his weaknesses And basically say, you know, if it's a weakness of yours, you need to work harder at it and you should be paying attention to it and you should be giving it everything you've got so that you get better at that weakness as opposed to don't focus on what you're not good at, focus on what you are good at. And so it was so interesting listening to him to share this story because I thought about myself and where I had been focusing on the things that I may not be the greatest at and writing a book is not one of those fucking things. (laughs) Like I'm a speaker. I'm a talker. I am a talker. I am a speaker. I'm a coach. I don't consider myself a writer. And my good friend, Angel, 
who is literally incredible, like word wizard. Like she literally, her superpower is writing incredible poetic uh, marketing material. Like she just writes amazing words. When she speaks, it's like poetry. And so I know that writing is not a skill of mine. Yet here I am trying to write this book, you know, trying to start the first chapter, the first sentence, putting all this pressure on myself. I recently wrote an article for Business Chicks, which is an amazing company here in Australia and they've actually moved to America as well business chicks and they do a premium member magazine called latte and they asked me to write an article about confidence and I was like hell yeah oh my god this is a dream because I'm trying to work my way to speak at one of their events like it would be a dream and just the article my love which was like 1800 words (laughs) was like surgery like that article was like surgery like I I was stressed. It, I took it so serious. It took me so long. I had different people proofread. I changed this. I changed that. I spent so much time and energy on it. Like I was exhausted. It was fucking sick. It was amazing. And it came out so good. And it was such a great expression of me and who I am. But it, it was a mission. And so I thought an article took me that mission. Imagine a book. I can't write a book. It's going to take me forever. So I got post-it notes everywhere. I got like big post-it papers. I got little post-it notes. I got pens and shit all over my house. My husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like Googling. I'm doing mind maps. I was doing all the creation of wanting to write a book, but nothing was getting written. And I had read all the blogs. Don't worry. I've spoken to all the mentors about just write. You know, just do it. Just get it out there. Do your outline. And if you if you're interested to know my um, weakness is organizing my thoughts around what I want to say. My weakness was that in the book. I'm great at creating an agenda for an event, a live event. Uh, I'm great at filming content on the fly. Like I do these podcasts on the fly. I don't have notes that I'm reading. When I do my videos for my online course for the sisterhood, any online content I've done, I'm on the fly. Like I have an idea and summary in my mind, but I am not memorizing or reading from a teleprompter. I don't do that. A lot of, a lot of people do and that's okay. I don't do that. So for me, it has to feel like it can flow out of me. So writing this book, was so it needed so much structure and it needed so much uh organization because how you speak to someone like you're hearing me now but if i translated this and this was a book it wouldn't make no fucking sense the commas would be all over the place some of the statements i say wouldn't make sense reading them they make sense because you can hear me and so in a nutshell i realized that i wasn't great at writing and it wasn't until i contacted uh, a ghost writer sarah shout out to sarah she's amazing and Sarah's written books for some incredible people. And I asked someone at Business Chicks, I'm like, hey, do you have any information about people with book writing and helping people write books? And when I checked her website, there were different options you could choose from, like where she just proofreads what you've already written or you write a bit, she writes a bit or she ghostwrites it fully and you're not as involved or she ghostwrites it, but you're fully involved, all these different things. And I remember hearing the word ghostwriting and I thought that means someone else writes for you. And in my head, it sounded so inauthentic. It sounded like some woman who is not me is going to pretend to be me in my book. What the hell? You know, it was like confusing. And it's not what that, that's not what it means, by the way, just for you out there thinking about that. That's not what it means, right? It means someone interviews you and draws out your book and listens to you speak 
and transcribes your audio and transcribes your podcast and anything you've ever done and puts it together and tries to get your language. So basically Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, who I'm obsessed with, he has written so many New York Times bestsellers and he doesn't write. He's not a writer. He's never written a book in his life. But he's written books. Makes sense. He's an author. He's published books. How does he do it? The lady interviews him. She talks to him. She voice records. They transcribe it. She gets his voice. He reads it. He checks it. He makes sure that anything in that book is his voice from the top to the bottom, which is same for me, right? Like y'all know I speak very, I have a way of speaking. I swear, but not too much. Just enough. I keep it raw and real. I'm funny. I like to talk about poo, all that stuff, right? So it's like, how, how do you find someone's tone and... And so Sarah is incredible and she's been helping me. And literally every week we sit down and we we talk. I share my stories. She writes down. She transcribes. We sh- we chat. We go back to it. Now this is what it looks like. And I go, oh, that's not right. Let's fix this. Let's move that Oh, That's it. That's it right there. I would say that. That's what I want to say. Boom. She fixes it. Comes back to me. And once we get the first, second and third chapters in this little dance that we've been doing, then... She, she can speak as me. She gets where my voice is, what I would say, what I would never say. You know, how I speak, what I want to get across, the, the whole point of everything, my philosophy, the everything, everything. And I'm using this massive analogy about my book because I just thought about it while I was driving that my book is something that's going to happen. And people are going to think, wow, Erica's amazing. She wrote a book. Oh my gosh, it's a great book. You should be so proud of yourself. And hell yeah, I'm proud of myself. I am writing this book with her and I'm spending the money on a ghostwriter to help me write a great book because I want that shit to go on Oprah's lap and I want her to read it and I want it to help a lot of women around the world or anybody identifying as a woman or any human who thinks they need help with confidence. Y'all know I talk to women, but this book I'm hoping is going to is going to change the game for whenever someone picks it up. And so I realized that I'm not good at writing. Can I be good when I sit there and apply myself? Of course I can. But should I be good at writing? No. And you shouldn't be good at the things you're not good at either. And I want to give you the the relief that Dean Grazi gave me when he said, I'm not going to focus on my weaknesses. I'm going to focus on my strengths. And thankfully, I've created a life and business for myself. I've created by working my damn face off, working my ass off, I've created resources in my life where I could pay somebody to do the things that I'm not great at, where I could outsource something where I'm not good at that. And I shouldn't have to spend my life, my energy, my time getting bogged down, trying to be good at something that I know I don't really love doing. I will speak at you all day, every day. I will stand on a stage and talk to people, live events, hug people. I love seeing people in the flesh, really struggling with this COVID situation because I miss my sisterhood women. Like I love that. I love doing my podcast. I love my Instagram. I love messaging people. You know, I'm not great at working out my own fitness routine. I'm not great at that. I'm the worst at cleaning my house. I don't mop. I don't know when I've mopped. I don't even know if I've ever mopped in my life. Like I try not to ever mop. It's like, I don't want to ever mop ever. (laughs) Like ever. And I I had to when I was a kid, right? But like, I don't want to do that shit. I don't want to wash dishes. I didn't come here to wash dishes. Right? So how can I create systems and processes and and resources so I don't have to do that? My husband does it right now and we're trying to work it out. Like, do we get a cleaner? Because I don't think he likes to do it anymore now either because he's busy doing all the other things. But the point of the story, my love, is that you don't have to get better at the shit you suck at. Maybe you're not good at it and maybe focusing on how you're not good at it makes you feel worse about yourself. 
You don't have to be good at all the things. Stop trying to be good at all the things you're not good at. Maybe be like, oh, well, I'm not great at that. And I'm not saying use it as a crutch to go, I'm just not organized and now you're a fucking procrastinator. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that, so don't think that that's what I'm saying because I'm not. I am saying if you know you're not organized but you need organization, can you outsource it? Can you get a VA? Can you get an assistant? Can you ask your husband or your friend who is organized to help you get some tips? And can you not focus on the fact that I'm not an organized person? How about you just try to create some organization in whatever aspect you can and focus on all the great things that you do, all the things you love to do. And when you can outsource it, when you create enough value and you get paid more, right? Because money's an energy value exchange. Then you could look at outsourcing with the things you don't want to do. You know, I could have said, I'm going to try to write this book, but I'm telling you right now, It was doing my head in like I was stressing. I was getting angry. I was getting frustrated. I was thinking all the thoughts that I wasn't this and I wasn't that instead of just going, I need some help with this situation, finding the help and empowering myself in the ways that I can. And now I look forward to these chats about writing my book. I look forward to it. It's like I'm excited about it. And then I'm like, yes, this is my book. And then I'm like, I hate this. I don't like that. Let's do this. And I take the accountability and I fix it up and I swap. It doesn't mean I'm checked out of my book. I still have to make sure that the shit that we write is what I want to write and that it's about what I, how I feel. But it's letting go of trying to be all and be all the things and not be good at all the things because you won't be. You won't be good at all the things. And don't fight it. Know what you're good at. Know what you're not good at. And focus on the things you are good at. Focus on being better at that. And if there's something you want to get better at, by all means, do it. Just try not to make yourself feel like a shitty person because you weren't born with the gift of X, Y, Z. For me, it's writing. And my best friend is incredible. And I don't go, oh, I'm not as good as her. I just go, she's incredible. I'm not interested. <laughs> you know, I want to talk at people. I want to do it another way. And then when you, uh, when you accept these things, you start finding other ways to make the things you need to happen, happen. Like outsourcing, like talking to someone, like getting better at this, like, you know, like looking at yourself as you're not flawed. You just don't like that. You're not great at that. And that's okay. There's things you're not going to be great at, but focus on what you're great at. Don't focus on what you're not great at. Basically is what I'm trying to tell you. Quick one today from me to you. I love you. If you have a second, please, 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 please go over to my website and click on leave a review. I would love you to leave a review. Even if you just listen on Spotify. Even if you just listen on Google Play or wherever else you listen, Stitcher, whatever, wherever you are, please go to thequeenofconfidence.com under podcast, click leave a review. It'll let you do it no matter where you are. I so appreciate you. I love your face. My darling, we are in wild times right now. And in order for you to manage your mind and boost your immunity and be level-headed instead of panic, I want to invite you to consider online training to consider joining a community, a sistership where you are going to be held, where you're going to be supported, where you have a safe space to unravel. And with all this time at home, you can actually better your life and work on yourself. Good news as well. I have now done a 12-month payment plan for the online sisterhood. So many women right now are experiencing trouble with their finances, losing their jobs, being single mothers, not knowing when their next money or paycheck is going to come from. And we are navigating that with our current sisterhood members. We are working with every woman that we can in order to support them in these tough times. And I hear you out there saying, I'd love to join the sisterhood, but I can't afford it. I can't afford six payments. So what I've done is made it a year-long program. It's a year-long program with a year-long payment plan. 
I really, really want you to consider if this is the time for you to join the sisterhood and work on yourself. It is available to you now. Let's do the damn thing. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to. And I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.